Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, Every Burial of an Unknown is Really an MIA. And I'm your host, Rick Stone. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. If you're hearing this preview of No Home for Heroes on YouTube or Audio Burst, we invite you to listen to the complete podcast on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you prefer, and available now for streaming on iHeartRadio. Our story today should probably have a longer title, such as Every Burial as an Unknown is Really an MIA Waiting to be Found and Given His or Her Name Back. Did you know that there are over 8,000 unknowns from World War II buried in American military cemeteries worldwide? Today's story will feature just one, officially designated as Schofield Mausoleum No. 1, Unknown X-98. Stay tuned and we'll provide you with the details on how a missing American hero becomes just a number and the exact name that should be returned to Unknown X-98. All of us here at the Foundation want to dedicate this episode to our loyal listeners at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific, or sometimes known as the Punch Bowl. Keep honoring our unknown heroes at the Punch Bowl until we can get somebody to give them their name back. And now, on with our show. Today's episode is, well, partially from case number 0221 in the investigative case files of the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation, and partially from a case I worked when I was with the Department of Defense. We're going to take the time today to let you in on one of the little-known secrets about searching for our missing American heroes. We know exactly where over 8,000 of them are located. Yep, exactly where they're located. And no, I'm not talking about some vague reference like the jungles of New Guinea or even latitude and longitude coordinates. I'm talking about walking right up to them and putting your hand on the exact spot where the remains lie buried, each and every one of them. Stay tuned while we fill you in on the incredible details of these cases on No Home for Heroes. When I worked for the Joint POW-MIA Accounting Command, or sometimes called JPAC, I used to beg and plead for us to devote a special effort to determine the identities of the 8,637 unknowns at that time from World War II who were buried in American military cemeteries worldwide. After all, we didn't need to expend hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars each year hacking through jungles and climbing mountains in distant countries to find them. These brave heroes gave their life. They were listed as an MIA. They lost their identities and were recorded forever as an unknown, and then, placed in an albeit beautiful maintained cemetery, they were just simply forgotten. 
I spent days exploring the long rows of unknowns at the Punchbowl Cemetery in Honolulu, Hawaii, walking right up to each granite marker that read simply, quote, unknown, end quote, and touching what was the exact spot of a missing American serviceman or a missing American servicewoman. It was frustrating to be told by the JPAC command, we don't care about the unknowns. They're not going anywhere. And that's a direct quote. When I left JPAC, I was determined that the unknowns should go somewhere. They should go home to their families with their name restored in the honor they deserve. Schofield Mausoleum X-98 was originally recovered on the 22nd of March, 1946 by the Army Graves Registration Service on Basio Island, Tarawa Atoll, at what was then known as Cemetery 26. A dental chart was prepared, which was originally titled Lundekin, Carroll, PFC, 365421, and on the chart it was written in red pencil. And then a line was drawn through that name in a regular pencil, and the phrase, No Check was written on the chart. The remains could not be identified, and they were not PFC Lundigan, and they were unceremoniously assigned a simple number, X-98. Now I'm going to give you a little detail of what happened to X-98 in chronological order. On the 22nd of March, 1946, a report of interment with dental charting and listing reburial from Cemetery 26 was prepared. The remains went to Lone Palm Cemetery on Tarawa in Plot 1, Row 6, Grave 10 on Basio Island, Tarawa Atoll. On 20 December 1946, X-98 was exhumed again and another report for disinterment was prepared with the dental charting. When the body was removed from Lone Palm Cemetery, Plot 1, Row 6, Grave 10, on Basio Island, Tarawa Atoll. On 13 February 1947, X-98 arrived in Honolulu at the Army Central Identification Laboratory, and another report of interment listing reburial from Lone Palm Cemetery to the U.S. Army Mausoleum, Row B, Casket 65, at the Schofield Barracks in Honolulu, Hawaii, on 13 January 1947. On 15 October 1947, X-98 was pulled from the shelf at the Army Central Identification Laboratory and a disinterment directive listing his burial as U.S. Army Mausoleum, Row B, Casket 65, Schofield Barracks, Hawaii. On 23 June 1948, a complete anthropological report, including dental and skeleton analysis, was done by the Central Identification Laboratory forensic experts. Well, on 23 March 1949, the Central Identification Laboratory gave up on identifying X-98, and according to the disinterment directive dated 15 October 1947, the remains were then interred at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific, or the Punchbowl, in Section F, Grave Number 1101 in Honolulu, Hawaii. 
On 3 November 1949, the United States Army was certified X-98 as, quote, unidentifiable, and an American Graves Registration Service Board concurred. And there, X-98 lied at the punch bowl, forgotten. So, here's the quote. What did the forensic anthropologist have to say about X-98 in 1948? And would the information lead to my narrowing down possible matches in the random incident statistical correlation system when I first received the case on April 3rd, 2012? Well, here are the case research clues that I plugged in to the computerized risk system, random incident statistical correlation. I plugged these data sets in regarding unknown X-98. First off, the anthropologist who did the examination was one of the most prominent and worldwide known anthropologists of their time, Dr. Dr. Mildred Trotter. She concluded that the race was, quote, probably white, that the remains indicated a male, a height estimate of 71.65 inches, and a weight estimate of between 175 and 180 pounds. Dr. Trotter determined that the individual was between 24 and 26 years of age. There were skull photographs. In fact, there were three skull photographs of X-98 in the file. The skull circumference was 51.8 centimeters. Dr. Trotter was unable to determine a hair color, but she did find that X-98 wore size 8 double E shoes. There was a dental chart and she determined the cause of death or the wounds that were indicated in the remains as a skull fracture, and a left anominate and ribs were also fractured. Her anthropological notations stated, frankly, that he had an average build and muscularity. And then, quote, The skull is small in size, oval in shape, and shows a slight left asymmetry. The brow ridges and glabella regions are prominent. The fragmentary facial parts indicate the face was not unusual in its proportions. The fractured mandible suggests a rather long jawline. The chin was probably prominent and forms a well-rounded median eminence. She noted that the original burial was in Cemetery 26, Ontario, in an unknown plot, an unknown row, and an unknown grave number. And as we said, when he was reburied in Lone Palm Cemetery, Ontario, was in Plot 1, Row 6, Grave 10, and was buried there on 22 March 1946. Interestingly, the body on the right to X-98 was Corporal Donald A. Carlson, United States Marine Corps, who was killed in action on 20 November 1943. And, ironically, the American Graves Registration Service could not identify Corporal Carlson in the field either just like X-98 had not been able to be identified. Corporal Carlson was originally given the number of X-97, but he was identified by Dr. Trotter at the Army Central Identification Laboratory in 1948. Corporal Carlson's unit was Company F, 2nd Battalion, 2nd Marines. And the body on the left of X-98 was also unable to be identified and given the designation number of X-99, also recovered 
from Cemetery 26 on 22 March 1946. And, just like X-98, X-99 remains unidentified and unresolved to this day. As we mentioned, the property found with X-98 included a pair of marine field shoes, size 8 E. X-98 presented a dental profile with 27 of 32 teeth. The initial charting indicated significant prior dental work. And the skeleton of X-98 was approximately 70% complete when recovered. At the time of my first investigation into the case of X-98, the Random Incident Statistical Correlation System narrowed the list from 514 possible matches down to just 12 most likely matches. There was an even longer list of lower priority probable matches. Well, that's not bad, but it wasn't good enough to impress the joint POW-MIA accounting agency. When I pleaded that we should exhume X-98 and do DNA comparisons with the families of the 12 most likely matches identified by the risk system, <laughs> well, there were gales of laughter down the halls of the JPAC laboratory. They referred to DNA as, quote, voodoo science, and my using the risk system as being, quote, out of my lane, end quote. Well, after the joint POW-MIA accounting command was disbanded under a barrage of scandals and congressional investigations to their managerial dysfunction a few years later, someone finally decided to read my reports about the unknowns, and all 103 Tarawa unknowns were disinterred from the punch bowl for DNA testing by the Armed Forces DNA Identification Laboratory. This included X-98, who was exhumed on December 11, 2016, over four and a half years after my original recommendation for his disinterment and analysis. During the years, investigators from our foundation continued to research the case of X-98, we refined and expanded the original data we inputted into the Random Incident Statistical Correlation System, including a newly designed dental comparison module and the Cranial Facial Recognition Program created for us by Missing Person Link of Canada. Wow, what a tool that became in our investigations here at the Foundation. Slowly, our list of most likely matches for X-98 became smaller and smaller until we narrowed the list of most likely matches for X-98 down to just two missing American servicemen. And then, on September 11, 2018, our very last update for X-98 in his case files, we narrowed the list of the most likely matches to just one individual, one missing American serviceman from World War II. In all honesty, we have simply closed our investigation at this time into X-98. We believe that the remains that lay so long at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in the Punch Bowl, in Section F, grave number 1101 in Honolulu, Hawaii, are Private First Class John Taylor Burke. Private Burke was an 18-year-old Marine from Newton, North Carolina and the age difference for Private Burke and that estimated by Dr. Trotter was really a problem in our investigation until we realized that there had been some errors in the original 
work done by Dr. Trotter. Ironically, on 28 May 2019, just a few months ago, but nine months after our last analysis concluded that X-98 was private first-class Burke, the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency, also known as DEPOP, announced that Private First Class John Taylor Burke had been identified. But, and there's always a but in history's military mysteries, the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency refuses to tell us or anyone else the details of Private First Class Burke's recovery, or his identity as an unknown, or even if he was an unknown. Well, there's the question. Is Private First Class Burke X-98? Here I am on, let's see, today is 4 August 2019. Here I am on 4 August 2019 with no official word that Private First Class Burke was even an unknown, and I'm willing to bet the house that he is. Not only that, I'm willing to bet the house that he is X-98. Well, luckily, I can't really bet the house. But I think you get the sense of how convinced I am with our foundation investigation that Private First Class John Taylor Burke is unknown X-98. Stay tuned to our website and we'll update the facts as they finally become available about exactly who X-98 turns out to be. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production and we invite you to check out our other episodes. You can now subscribe to listen free on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like to listen to podcasts. And now, as we said, even iHeartRadio. Don't forget to tune in every Saturday when we will post a new episode of History's Military Mysteries Missing in Action. Episodes of No Home for Heroes are produced from the actual investigative case files of the Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation dedicated to providing information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. As always, we greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. You sure don't want to miss our next episode with another true story about one of our missing American heroes. Our foundation has now completed over 425 case investigations for the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. Our next episode will fill you in on all the mysterious details of one of these cases. Tune in to hear it for yourself next week on No Home for Heroes. Until next time, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them. <laughs>